Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy, co-hosted by me, Zivi Owens, and Tracy Cox, who is the author of 17 books and an international sex expert. We are the duo behind the TikTok viral sensation account called With Zivi and Tracy, and you should definitely listen to this podcast in which I ask Tracy three anonymously sourced questions each episode, which you can also enter at www.sextalkwithzivian.com. And Tracy.com and it's sex talk S E X T O K to reflect our TikTok viral success. I hope you enjoy. Enter your questions on our website, listen up, send it to friends, and please rate and review our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy. Hi, Tracy. How's it going? <laughs> hi, hi. I was just actually getting off from another conversation, which was very interesting with, you know, I do the sex toy ranges yes. with Love Honey. When I was talking to the person, I was talking about the reviews of the products and she said a very interesting thing. She said that when men review products, because I was querying one of the products in my male range, men always blame it on the toy. It's like, this toy is absolutely awful. It's ruined my day because it didn't work. And when, or it's the best thing they've ever had, right? Nothing to do with them, always to do with the toy. When women review things, it's like, well, it probably is quite good, but you know what? I wasn't really feeling like an orgasm that day. And so women (laughs) blame themselves, men blame the toy. That is really Is this not just so interesting? I mean... I, that's, yeah, that's classic, but it very, is, very interesting. I just thought it was really funny that that I really was think, that absolute I think that difference. Love Honey is such a good title for a book. I know, it's such a, what is it, everyone gets it wrong, though. they call it Honey Love and Love love Joy, that's what my mom keeps calling it, Love Joy, and I'm like, mom, it's not called Love Joy, it's called Isn't Love Isn't Love Joy like a golf glove manufacturer or something? I swear yeah. they make golf gloves. Love joy, yeah, yeah. love yeah. joy. Sounds like a sex toy, though. Sounds more like a sex toy than than, company, than love honey does. Actually, what, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, anyway. Okay. Three right. questions today. Question number one. My husband and I have been together for 12 years and have a very active sex life. I have multiple orgasms every time we have sex, though never through intercourse. I'm not one of those lucky few. Sometimes my orgasm is so intense, I make my husband stop immediately. We jokingly call this the orgasm of death. I love sex and hate that I can't finish one of these very intense orgasms. Is this A, is this normal? And B, any tips for keeping the fun going through the intensity? Have you heard of the expression la petite mort? Yeah, it's the little death. Yeah, the little death in French. And it's quite interesting that she used that term, the orgasm of death, because the, you know, la petite mort was all about, well, it used to be associated with nervous, like fainting spasms and things like that. And then it became associated with orgasm, but only in France. And there are different theories. And some of them is that philosophers believe that orgasm isn't just a physical release, it's a spiritual release as well. And the other theory is that each orgasm brings us a little closer to death. 
which I thought was hilarious. And Victorian (laughs) doctors used to think that you had a certain life force and that if you had too much sex, you would use it all up, which I thought was so interesting. Anyway, little segue there. But going back to the intensity of orgasms, is it normal? I hate the word normal, but it is usual and it's certainly not rare to have very intense orgasms. And there's not that much research done on this, but they do think that some women experience orgasms differently in terms of intensity. So some women, you know, describe it as a flutter and other women, I've heard this a few times, say their orgasms are quite violent, that they're Mm. so intense. And orgasm intensity is affected as well by things like how much you've drunk, when was the last time you had sex, how aroused you are, all that sort of stuff. So it could be that with this woman, her genetic makeup, her lifestyle and her habits might just predispose her to having these very intense orgasms and good for her. How to keep the fun going. Now, if you're, she says she's multi-orgasmic. So I'm guessing that the times when it becomes too intense to bear is probably when the clitoris is overstimulated. So if she's having three a session, three orgasms a session, I reckon it's orgasm two or orgasm three. And if that is the case, then what she should do is, because when it gets too intense, I'm guessing her husband stops all stimulation, then she's stuck and can't go any further. So if it's, it is overstimulation, what she should get him to do is to sort of bring it right down to almost barely there. So say it's on a scale of one to 10 and before what he was doing when it became too intense was 10, drop it right down to one or two. So if he, you know, so to the point where she can barely feel what he's doing anymore, but it might be enough to keep her going. So it's, it's, it's gentle enough that she can stand it, but enough to actually take her through to the orgasm. And this often happens with women with vibrator orgasms because with a vibrator, the orgasm is so quick that you often feel still aroused. It's like, oh, actually, I'm still aroused. So you keep going for a second one, and then you get caught in that, actually, this feels quite nice, but now it's all getting irritated. Well, not irritated, but overstimulated. So I would say overstimulation is one reason. The other thing that you should do is that assuming that your husband is stimulating the tip of the clitoris, which is the bit you can see, which is the most sensitive part of the clitoris, switch from direct stimulation of the tip to indirect stimulation of the clitoris that you can't see. So we know that the clitoris extends in like a wishbone shape down the side of the labia and down the side of your leg. So say he was giving you oral sex and licking the tip, which is the most sensitive. If he stopped doing that and used a vibrator... I was imagining that all of a sudden he stops doing that and starts licking the insides of your legs, like hoping, (laughs) just hoping. (laughs) Well, actually, it's not that far off from that. If only his tongue was firm enough. I know, it is quite funny. But... If he went for doing that, if he got a vibrator, like I'm thinking quite a good sizable one, like a wand, and if you roll it, so it's not that far off this, if you roll it between your leg and the side of your labia, and if you roll it around a bit and keep that pressure quite firm, you will know when you hit the clitoris bit, the hidden clitoris, because you can feel it and it feels the same as direct stimulation of the tip of the clitoris. So if he had a very strong tongue, you'd have to have a very, very strong tongue to be able to 
stimulate that in a bit with just a tongue. But it's not far off. It's it's going from one type of stimulation to the other. And I reckon that would solve the problem. Mm. That's what I think would do. And also another thing you could do if if you are having this problem on your own with a vibrator is put something between you and the vibrator. Like put a pillow, not a pillow, that's probably too much, like a T-shirt or, you know, a cloth or something like that <laughs> to just stop the stimulation. <laughs> what are you laughing at now? Well, oh, my gosh. Oh. Well, a okay. little pillow, a slim oh pillow. I, I'm just, I'm just like thinking of people like listening to the show and like putting this giant pillow and being like, I don't know, I didn't really feel anything. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. We told you about the state of the pillows in my house, and they're all like wafer thin. Oh, I'm my pillows are thin. very like pu- anyway. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Okay. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Question number two. (laughs) My partner is 46 and has started to avoid sex. I suspect because he is having erection problems. The last few times we did attempt sex, he couldn't get hard. We have never been good at talking about sex, so I have no idea of how to address the issue. Can you help? Okay. Well, we can help. Yes, absolutely. And this, I mean... Talking about sex when you never talked about it before is difficult. Talking about it when you're going to deal with what he will see as the most serious conversation or problem in his life makes it even more so. So the first thing I want to say to you is this, is that even though it might not seem that traumatic to you, this is a big deal. For most men, not getting an erection is the biggest, most serious problem in their life. Forget like losing their job, anything like that. This is the big issue. And when I, when I, I've talked about this before, but when I wrote my book, Great Sex Starts at 50, I spoke to women and I spoke to men about it. And the difference was ridiculous. Women were like, okay, fine. It means I'm not lubricating as much. I'll just, you know, use HRT or use a pessary or lube. And that's just the way it is. Let's move on and find a solution. Men, no. Absolute calamity, the end of the world, meltdown material. And the reason why is that Men think of sex as putting their penis in something. And this is where the problems start. And this is why lots of men, when they get erection problems, don't ever have sex again. Because unless you face the fact that you are going to have erection issues post 40 and especially post 50, you've got to deal with it or else you are not going to have sex other than with your computer on your own. So this is a very, very important conversation to have, but it's going to be traumatic for him. He is going to find this very, very traumatic. And lots of men show love through sex. So if he's the sort of guy that doesn't express his emotions, he's going to be thinking, well, how do I show her that I love her now? Is she laughing behind my back? Is she going to seek sex elsewhere? There are lots of reasons. So he's going to be 
getting even more anxious about it, which will make the problem even more anxious. So approach him very warily, like he's a wild animal in the forest, because <laughs> he's going to be nervous about this conversation. Plus, as I always say, you're, you've had time to get used to it. You've rehearsed it. You've practiced what you're going to say. He hasn't had any forewarning. So he, he might be shocked. He might be upset. He might be defensive. He's going to react in any of those ways. So, but you must have the conversation. So the way to approach it is simply to say, wait until you're chatting normally and you're good, both in a good space, and then just say, look, have you noticed that we're not having sex as much? You know, I really miss it. Can we have a chat about it? And just see how he responds with that. Like I said, he might get angry, he might get defensive, or he might be really relieved that you finally brought up the elephant in the room. And then from there, it's your job to reassure and to say things like, look, I know what you mean. You know, I'm finding that I'm not lubricating as much. And, you know, it's all just part of aging. Don't worry about it. Presenting with solutions rather than just talking about the problem, that might be let's try Viagra and go to your doctor and get a prescription. It might be let's talk about how we can have lots of sex that doesn't include an erect penis. But just reassure, reassure. And I don't often plug, you know, encourage people buying my book, but if you are having erection problems with your partner, it is incredibly helpful. There's a whole big section in there. And it's just got that's the section that lots of people comment about. So it really is worth buying the book which is called Great Sex Starts at 50, just for that one chapter. But good luck with it. It's a big issue to tackle. <laughs> what? Especially what now? Especially if you have a pillow in, in, in the oh, bedroom. stop it. Okay, question I three. away for thin pillow. I am in a relationship that I would describe as, this is question three. I am in a relationship that I'd describe as, quote, just okay. Sometimes it feels perfectly fine and that I should stay. Other times when we argue, it feels very much like I should end it. I have been ricocheting between a go slash leave decision for about a year now. Any clues to help me decide? What do you reckon? I don't, I remember when I was, before I left my marriage, I like pitched an article idea to this editor I was writing for, like how to know when it's time to get a divorce. <laughs> and then I was like, <laughs> I should not be pitching this article. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's such a personal decision. Perfectly fine arguing. I don't know. This is so personal. The Any first, clues? I mean, I don't know. There's so many factors. What, what do you think? So the first thing I wanted to know is you've been stuck for a year, ricocheting between the two, but what have you tried? Have you tried mm. anything to fix the problems? Right. And have so there's a big difference between sitting there for a year, having exhausted all solutions, you've been to couples counseling, you've tried everything and you're still in this situation, Good or point. you're just like, mm, I'm not sure about this, mm. but you haven't tried anything. Right. So I would say that's a really big factor. I would say the other factor is, are you both willing to try to fix whatever the problems are? So it's not just you. And again, how are you feeling? Like, is it a year of intense annoyance and toxic and horribleness and hatred? Or is it just mild irritation? So that's the things I would like to know. Then I would say another few factors are, have you grown apart or have you outgrown the relationship? Right. Because are you di such different people that you've got nothing in common? Or can you bridge the gap by talking and making yourselves have more in common. And it, then it, it doesn't even say if they're married, to be honest. It no. just says they're in a relationship. So they could be in a relationship for like two years or they could have been in a relationship for like 30 years. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. More so information, it, please. More, more information. information. I think this is hard to answer without the information. But I then, think if they're just dating, then that's a different answer than if you've been married for 10 years. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. If just dating, you probably leave. But just yeah. quickly, 
I would, I'm quite a practical person. So what I would do is I'd make two lists. I would make a list of what you've got to gain by staying and a list of what you've got to gain by leaving and write down everything, like every tiny little point, big and small. And then I would imagine giving those lists to a stranger. What would a stranger say to you? Would they say, well, you're obviously going to leave, right? Or, well, you're obviously staying, right? What do you think they would look like to a stranger? And I think that's that sometimes, and also your gut reaction to that is quite good. If you think the stranger would say, well, you're obviously going to stay, and your gut reaction is, oh, but I don't want to, then you should leave. Yeah, I, I feel like this person would not be writing into the show if they wanted to stay. I think this person yeah. wants to leave. Maybe fear of being alone also is a big factor, which it often is, you know, because you're thinking, because it's a bit, it's a settling relationship, isn't it? Let's face yeah. it. So maybe she's thinking, or he, it's it he or she, actually. I don't know. I think it's he. Yeah. So maybe it's a case of, will I find someone else if I leave this perfectly nice relationship? Because that's often a factor. I think you're better, personally, I think you're better off being single than you are in the wrong relationship. Nothing lonelier than being in the wrong relationship. So don't you agree? I just wrote this in an article this week, actually. Did you? Yeah, I'll have to send it to you. I can't remember that. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Right, sex challenge? Yes. Right, but then, I wonder if anybody's doing these sex challenges. I want to know if you're doing them every single week, whether your sex life is improving. So can somebody please write in and tell us to the website? So for the next month, after every single sex session you have with your partner, you have to finish it by telling each other three things that you liked about what you've just done. Well, that's three nice things. Idea. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good idea. That's a lovely idea. Also, not only is it quite a nice way to bask in the afterglow, so to speak, it's also a sneaky way of saying what didn't go right. Mm. So you could say, you know, I loved you giving me oral sex so much, I really didn't want it to stop. So next time, can you do it for longer? Like, it's a sneaky way of getting in a bit of a complaint or a hint in there mm. as well. Yeah? Very devious of you, Tracy. <laughs> So next time you tell me three things you liked about our podcast, I'll be thinking, what did she not like? <laughs> and I'm going off to get some new pillow filling for all my pillows. And yes. Two <laughs> okay. Thank you, Tracy. All right. All right. All right. Talk to you next week. week. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy. If you want more from Tracy, she has a column on Moms Don't Have Time to Write on Medium. So check that out too. Thanks again. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.